sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots, but AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Learn more at sap.com slash AI. One year ago, around this time, even further back, really, it was May 2019, a podcast was born here on the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed between myself, speaking now, Brandon Gowton, of course, and Benjamin Solak, who I am with here today. Ben, after a long and arduous wait throughout the offseason, we are finally back with the long-awaited and, you know, an idea that I thought was not really going to be well-received last year, but it was actually very well-received. I felt like people love this thing. We're back, baby. It's hashtag jersey number analytics yeah i uh this this podcast matters now last year there was no pressure this year i feel like we gotta deliver on expectations you know i took i took a couple months off obviously hung out with the kids the family you know recuperated rested by uh october i was back grinding went back to the mesopotamian number systems are doing research there went through the the aramaic and the arabic systems just you know making sure that you're comfortable with the background going back to basics past few months i've been peaking with my training and Numbers show up on a flashcard. I have half a second to judge it relative to a talent level and position. I feel sharp. I feel ready to go. Yeah. So the reason why there's been a delay, Ben, here is because for some insane reason, it took for the Eagles until August to announce all of their jersey numbers. So we were waiting on the undrafted rookie freezings, which you know we just had to get those in. You know, we we couldn't we couldn't skip those because we go through literally the entire roster. Uh, one through obviously 99 is retired for the Eagles, so really one through 98 and everything in between. Um, we will analyze every single position, and this is really valuable information because when you think about it. <laughs> When you really think about it, jersey numbers are really important. And obviously, you can kind of forecast uh, someone's outlook based on their number. And I was looking through uh, some of the the results from last year, some of the uh, predictions that we made. Uh, I I didn't re-listen to the whole podcast, but I kind of wrote a a, a breakdown of like some players to feel good about and some players that were in major jeopardy. And Ben, on the players to feel good about list, we had Miles Sanders, we had TJ Edwards, Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, LJ Fort, you know, all guys who, Braxton Miller, JJ Arthur Whiteside, all guys who played well last year. You know, just <laughs> When you said LJ Fort, I was like, oh, we cut him and he got good somewhere else. But yeah, uh, no, no, no. There were a couple that we were like, the Josh Sweat change was critical. Miles Sanders 26 mm-hmm. was great. We did know LJ Ford. This podcast and also podcasts that do actual film and analytic based research were in on LJ Fort. And if that's not a uh, reason to listen, a testimony. I don't know what else is. And then on the the bad list, we had Josh Adams, Matt Collins, Carlton Agudosi, Clayton Thorson, and Charles Johnson. And we also had Hassan Ridgeway. But in fairness, Ridgeway changed his number and played better. So again, right. I think this activity is probably incredibly useful. Do you disagree? I think I think I think the biggest thing is finding those players that need to change their number. Like the Josh Sweat number change led to a better season. The Hassan Ridgeway better number change led to a better season. It's really like obviously like everything that'll be said is 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 worth its weight in gold for the next however long this goes. I think we did like an hour last year. But it's those players who are like, all right, once camp cuts happen, these players need new numbers. Those are the ones to watch out for. And there's gonna be 
fewer numbers available, right, this year? Because, or no. No, there'll, there'll be more players on the practice squad. Yes, yeah, so there's going to be fewer numbers mm. available. This is really important. So before we get into it, and we're just going to dive right in after this, but I just want to say, obviously, BGN Radio, which is technically, I guess this is an episode of, it's a special, who knows, but it's presented to you either way by Righteous Felon Craft Turkey, and now you can eat the same meat snacks that the Eagles do. You can go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BGN15 at checkout for 15% off orders of $50 or more, so go do that. Ben, let's just start here. Right from the top, number one, Cameron Johnson, what do you got? Still good, still elite. Yep. Especially better because he's jacked. It is. He uh, will be, I believe, a restricted free agent this offseason coming up 2021. So he kind of needs a a good performance this year. And uh, that's all I got to say about Cameron Johnson. All right, number two, important. This is where we have to start. Jalen Hurts, number two. Literally number two. Like That is his jersey number, number two. Let's be honest. He has a elite quarterback aesthetic. Wow. Number two wow. is an elite, an elite quarterback number. He's extremely handsome. And also, like, because he's such a good athlete, the single digit, right? Like, it, I don't like when, when really good quarterback athletes are double digits, right? Like, even like Mahomes mm-hmm. and Wentz, like, when they're out ski-daddling around with, like, 15 and 11, it's like, pfft. Lamar with eight, Jalen with two, Vic with seven. Like, that's – Hurts looks so freaking good, which, for the purpose of the scope of this podcast, is extremely concerning because – if he looks so good, he's going to play well. And if he's going to play well, we've got a problem. So you're already saying there's a quarterback controversy. Yeah, the Raiders, that's, I'm dancing around it. But there's, does he have a better quarterback aesthetic than Carson Wentz? Yes or no? Like when um, Wentz got the shooting sleeve on, who looks better? I, I liked – now, Hurts wore two at Alabama, and I think that worked for him. And I missed the long hair because I, I like that look too. I kind of liked one at Oklahoma better though. And I almost feel like if he had gotten the one instead of, you know, Cameron Johnson, you know, Cameron Johnson wasn't one, I, I would almost feel better about Hurts. I, I don't hate to – Although I kind of, you know, am reminded of Matt Barkley, who wore right. that number. Obviously not the same kind of player. Just the vision of seeing that number two. But I almost would have liked number one for him, but I don't hate to. If he had gotten number one, he would be the starting quarterback. Like, I, that's too much power, <laughs> right? No, I, I forget that Hurts. Like, I forget about Hurts with the long hair. Because, I, like, a lot of people who, like, knew Hurts really well, who, like, they're NFL fans, they're not college fans, knew him from Alabama when he had the dreads. And I remember when he when he shaved the dreads when he arrived in Oklahoma, and I was like, "Oh, I'm super sad." I think he looks really good. I think mm. good with the dreads. I think he looks really good without him too. But yeah, like dreads, number one, Jalen Hurts, he'd be the starting quarterback. Like you can't you can't look like that, and he would just take the job from Carson Wentz. And nobody would say anything because he, he would just look way too cool. He's the man. I love Jalen Hurts. Menessa Bailey is number three. It's obviously just a terrible number for a wide receiver. Great name though. It, it's a good name uh, at a Morgan State. I mean, here's the thing: he wore thirteen at Morgan State in college. So I kind of respect keeping the one jersey number, you know, a little bit of continuity there. But also 13 is actually now available since Martins, Marquise Goodwin opted out. So if I were him, I would actually try to go get that 13. That would be a big boost for his roster chances if he could actually do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Is he fast? He is. He does have a, yeah, he has that speed background too. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Then that maybe they could, that. maybe he could actually convince someone like that he is Marquise Goodwin and like he <laughs> right. didn't actually opt if, out. Okay, if he switches to 13, we will 100% get a training camp tweet, which obviously won't exist because no one's going to training camp, but we would get a training camp tweet that'd be like, this is Marquise Goodwin and it's Manasa Bailey. Uh, Jake Elliott, number four, obviously has never missed a kick ever. So no. great number for him. Elite, elite player. His field goal should be worth four just because he's wearing the number four. Um, That's a fair he also, point. He's probably also... Did they extend him? Yes. Yeah, they yeah, they, they extended him last November, yeah. Yeah, five-year extension, deservedly so. Most important signing for the Eagles. Never missed a kick. 
Nate Sudfeld, <laughs> number seven. I've, I've said this before, I believe. Like, he looks like Sam Bradford to me in that number, and Bradford wore seven. But even, like, right. his body type kind of just seems a little bit as similar. Like, it's kind of lanky guys and thinner. Right, big dude. Um, so, I, I don't love that, but I don't hate the number seven on him. I don't know if I said this on last year's podcast. He would look good in a teens number. He would. Rockwell, mm. 12. Well, 13. Wow. Be the first person to wear it since Randall Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Good point, good point, good point. I love 13. Is uh mm. seventeen Eagles of seventeen open? Yeah. Alshon. Oh dang it! All right. Well, Alshon. How much longer is Alshon on the roster? <laughs> well, we'll get to Alshon that. leaves so that Nate Sudfeld can get seventeen, so that we have three quarterbacks with prime aesthetics. You know who should really be in the teens? Number eight here, Kyle Laletta. I feel like like he's he's the smallest quarterback on the roster, right? Well, I guess Hurts. Although, what? So Hurts. No, Hurts is. is... Hurts is bigger than he is he's like heavier yeah he's 6'1 223 what do they list valetta at 6'2 219 yeah i just valetta's 219 that's what they list him at but i just that's feel like valetta kind of looks small especially mm-hmm. com- you know obviously compared to uh to sudfeld and carson i just feel like he would look better and he wore 17 of the giants last year and i thought that was like a really yeah. good look for him and obviously you can't wear that here but maybe you know like a 13 or a or something yeah some some kind of number in the teens would have been better for him right he was five in college, so I don't really hmm. know. Like, five's open, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Matt? McNabb, Frank. Yes. I'm so <laughs> bad at remembering. Like, I just am like, all the numbers are available forever. I always yes. forget that this is a thing we have to deal with. Dang. Six? No. I think eight's the best that he's got available to him right now. Probably. I wouldn't want... Maybe... No, Number I would nine. like to stay at eight. <laughs> I was going to be like, 11, but Carson has that. I'm positive. Deshaun, 10. Not much to say. Obviously, just... It works. For, it's the perfect number for him. Right. Yeah. Deshaun, please have a good season so that yeah. we can be like happy again mm. with you and your and be smart and your jersey. Carson, eleven. It's so crazy to me that Tim Tebow was <laughs> Tim Tebow was the. I feel like that we don't talk about that enough. Like Tim Tebow, first of all, was actually on the Eagles. I feel like that's something that's actually right. Like easy to forget somehow. He was wearing that number before Carson Wentz. He was the last person to wear that number eleven. Was Tim Tebow? That Chip Kelly quarterback room had who it had bradford this was like what 2015 eagles yeah so it had bradford sanchez bradford, tim tebow sanchez, and matt tebow. barkley was hackenberg with them at any point no that was last two years ago i guess yeah, yeah. that was peterson time a, a truly a bradford sanchez hackenberg tebow quarterback room would have been a quarterback room of history there's so, yes. so much power there just in the complete wrong direction of what you want your quarterback room to do. That That is the anti-factory. And this now is the factory in terms <laughs> of the players that they had available. I don't like... Yeah, 11 is obviously great for Carson. Uh, I don't like 14 for Robert Davis. I always just think of Riley Cooper when 14. It's not his fault, obviously, but I just... I don't love it. Also, he's a bigger guy. I just don't love him in the... Four, I, don't, I don't know. I just... I don't love 14. I also think of... Uh, like AJ Feely, it's almost like a quarterback number to me. Like I would like to see a lot of Letta in fourteen, I guess, before right. Robert Davis. But Quez Watkins is what eighty? Yeah, Sw- swap him, right? I don't hate it. Quez in fourteen, I think that would look good. Quez in fourteen and Bobby. Davis yeah, because Mike Wallace 80. was wearing fourteen. I eighty. Think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be a lot better. It also fits the play styles better. As as we discussed on last year's pod, I remember this distinctly. All wide receivers should be in the teens forever. And you're mm. only allowed to be in the 80s if you're absolutely humongous. Like, which Robert yeah. Davis' game is being huge. So, like uh, Michael Irvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so number 16 here. I like Deontay Burnett. Obviously, the Eagles receivers were so terrible last year. And I, I remember watching this clip, this like highlight clip, which is the insane thing to say. Deontay Burnett actually having a highlight clip, but he did with the Jets. 
Like, he just looked, like, competent out there. He's like, he could actually, like, do NFL things. Like, not... That route that they had him hit on that deep pass against the Giants in week 16? Yeah. Right? Like, that's... Final week. 17, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a... That's not a route you give to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, that... That's post-corner, and he flattens that out on... Because they're running weak fun on that. That's not an easy route to snap off, and he did successfully. And they tried to target him deep a little bit. I mean, like, I'm going to say something that everybody's going to hate, but there's very little difference between Deontay Burnett and Greg Ward, in my opinion. Mm. Here's here's a key difference and something I feel like people don't even realize. Do you know how old Deontay Burnett is? Yeah, I know he was young coming out because he was young with when Darwin at USC. So he's like, what, 23? There's only 22. Yeah, there you go. One, two, three, four. There's only four players younger than him on the Eagles roster in terms of like actual number age. Uh, that's crazy. You know, like he's younger than Arthur Whiteside. He's younger than Greg Ward. Like, I'm interested in him. I, I think he could have potential. And he can catch. We really have to talk about Arthur Whiteside next, don't we? Well, there's one in between there. Well, so- there's actually two. Uh, we'll do Alshon oh, first. Oh, yeah, Alshon. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 17. Uh, it's a good number for him. But the problem is <laughs> he shouldn't be on the team anymore. Man, I remember, like, last year saying, you know, Alshon's still got it. Like, he's still got the skill set that, you know, he can be successful without elite athleticism. And the thing is, like, you watch that Miami game where he had 16 mm. targets or whatever when he came back. And he can. Like, he can still be fine. It's just, number one, you have to acknowledge that you're not going to be getting the same amount of volume that you were once getting. Because you're not athletically what you once were. And number two, the, the organization's got to want to have you here, man. Like, you know, this you, uh, I, like, it's going to be frustrating when he goes somewhere else, acknowledging that he no longer has like star wide receiver one potential and is more chill and is good. Like he's going to be good for that team, uh, you know, the, for the 12 games, the 10 games that they get him out in the field, because he's just going to have a different paradigm than he has here. And that's going to be annoying. And also maybe he's going to wear 83. I don't know. But 17 is good number four. <laughs> It, it kind of comes down to the team thinks that, like, he's not malicious as much as he's just kind of maybe aloof or did some dumb things. Right. But the problem is, like, are we going to be surprised if he does another dumb thing? Like, how are we going to be? It would be the right. third time. So, like, like, what are we doing here? What happens if, like, the four and three Eagles are getting so much more out of Jalen Rager than they are getting out of Alshon, mm. but they continue to try to feed Alshon wide receiver one targets, right? Like, his presence can be disruptive even if he's not talking just because of what you know the history is with him. I mean, yeah, look, just look at how better the offense got without him down the stretch. Like, they weren't trying to force it anymore. And the other thing with Alshon, I guess I would say, oh, you brought up the Miami game. Like, yes, yes, I agree. But also, I mean, you have to look at the cornerbacks and defense. Like, that, that's like a, like a practice squad starting secondary. I mean, you have, like, Ryan Lewis, who was on the Eagles practice squad at one point and called up, like, playing for them fifth and sixth string cornerbacks out there so yeah he did good against players he should have done good against i'm not trying to take it away from him but you can't be like this is proof that he still got it like i I don't know like and now he's coming off the uh the list frank too but we're spending too much time on alshon who is on active pup right now and i would imagine he will miss at least the first six games on reserve pup if it comes to that but moving on to another wide receiver here ben a wide receiver that i took in your little mock draft when i was on with you and your co-host good pick trevor sigma jalen rager number 18 he's gonna be good right yeah. and he can't he can't he not be good because we'd be screwed <laughs> but yes. this is i think 18 is really good right mm. i mean besides jeremy macklin who's won 18 who's worn 18 for the eagles michael gasperon i don't know what you just said josh mccown <laughs> x wide receiver great player but either like i just feel like firstly as we've talked about before, the eights on the Eagles jerseys can be problematic with like the sixes and the fives yes. and the nines. But mm-hmm. one eight with the Eagles block lettering looks clean. 
I think it's it a good number. I think it looks good. And then I also think that it's good for Rager and his play style as well. Yeah. You know, speedy guy. You want him in the teens as opposed to... Exactly. You know, the, but it's also like a stocky. It's not like an 11, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's dense and he's a dense dude. And he's going to be good. And if he's not good, it's going to be a very painful season for however long the season <laughs> is. So please, please, please be good. JJ, Arthago Whiteside, checking in at 19. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It wasn't a great number back then. And obviously now it's even worse because he didn't play well. I mm. think that he he's should tarnished be. It. What, what realistically, what are our expectations for Arthago Whiteside this year? I haven't talked to you about this yet. I mean, he could potentially be the starting X. Like that is like right. a world that exists. That might be regular actually though. I mean, I think he's going to get opportunities just because, I mean, you look at who they have and you would figure he would, but I don't know. I, I'm not expect. How could you expect to get anything after the season yet? Like, how could you reasonably think you're going to get, like, much? We said that about everybody. Like, it was like, I remember talking about Wentz in the, the back half of the season, like after the Seahawks game. And it was like, how can you reasonably expect to get anything out of Wentz right now, given what he's playing with? Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously, like, the converse isn't exactly true for Arthur Whiteside because he is what Wentz was playing with. So you can't be, like, the same way. But also... And this is what I always back go back to. The Eagles offensive coordinator who was fired was their ex-wide receiver coach. And then the only other position coach in his team, in his cadre, that was fired was the wide receiver coach. Everybody that had a background in wide receivers in that coaching staff was fired. Mm-hmm. I do not think. And like this, this goes to like nelson and what he was in his final season and, and the ability to get him going when there was so much room for volume it goes to alshon and, and keeping him happy it goes to Ortega Whiteside and his development no wide receiver has shown up in philly in the last two years since like tory smith and gotten better or even been the same everybody was fired because of it and it's kind of like yeah uh, so i i do think that there is a reasonable expectation that Ortega Whiteside, even as somebody who liked him coming out even as somebody who thinks his skill set translates well and whatever just by virtue of the fact that the Eagles washed their wide receiver coaching staff, offensive coordinator and positional coach, to me it is is got to be good news given how terrible that position's been for them. Not only last season, but like into the season previous as well. I don't feel amazing. It's been said like that he didn't get playing time after the Detroit drop. That's not really true. Like he still played over the course of the year too, like forty something percent of the snaps. Like he got plenty of playing time. He just. He didn't get targets because the quarterback didn't trust him. And he also just like, didn't do anything. And he actually actively did screw up when when he wasn't there. You looked at you know some of the, the key mistakes he made. Right. Deontay Burnett and Big Bob Davis were like, getting more playing time. Like the coaching staff trusted them more than right. they were just like, these guys off the street. In, right. It's terrible, man. Um, so anyway, we'll see. I'm not I'm not out on JJ completely, but I, I'm not feeling amazing. So 21, Jalen Mills switches from 31 to 21 this offseason with the position change. I think he, I believe he compared himself to like Kobe yes, and LeBron. Yes, absolutely. Like, not kidding here. Actually did that. While I, hit, that. I, hit it, I hit that with the meme of like the house cat looking in a mirror and seeing a picture of a lion. And it was mm. a good tweet. <laughs> Dude. If, that really if, translates well to a, an audio meme. <laughs> if anybody, but if anything, if any like one story typifies Jalen Mills' career to me, it's that he went from corner to safety and went from 31 to 21, which is backwards. You're a mm. corner, you should be 21. And then if you become a safety, yeah. you should be 31. Right? This is like, oh, this will solve the problem. No, it's making the problem worse. You should have stayed 31. Should have become 41. Not 21 is a corner number. It's not, to me, that's, that's, I never liked the fact that the Eagles' safeties were 23 and 27 when it was McLeod and Jenkins. You know what I mean? Like, I like, like, if you're going to be tw- uh, in the 20s as a safety, you've got to be very good. It's like Jenkins, it was fine. But Mills, no. Nah. He's like a 
He's a 31. He's, I think that would have been way better if he just stayed there. I agree in that, like, the final outcome is an ideal. I like the change. I like the mindset. I do like the, like, I think changing is a good, like, a thing. Right, just because, like, right, like it's acknowledging that his play at 31 wasn't necessarily something he wants to keep going, you mean? Yeah, it's like a rebirth. It's like a new mindset. I, I do like actually think okay, that's cool. But yeah, we'll get we'll get to thirty one later. But yeah, I I just think like Patrick Robinson, n- number twenty one, should be in the right. slot. That should be the slot. Jose Leo Hansen, I believe, was twenty one. Oh, I want to issue a correction. Oh. Michael Gasparon was nineteen, not uh, eighteen. Sorry, Jose Leo Hansen, man, good times. Yeah, so like that's a slot corner number, really, uh, or outside guy. But I, I just with the Eagles, I think of it in the slot. But uh, I mean. He'll be he'll be playing in the slot to some extent, you know, big slot or whatever, depending how they use him. So it's not the end of the world. Now that I'm looking at it, I think I liked it more originally. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little like bit it. skeptical now, but it is one more than Brian Dawkins, so maybe he's like Brian Dawkins plus one. Great argument. I see no issue with it. <laughs> Sidney Jones is number twenty-two. As uh, I've often said, Sidney Jones is like Brian Dawkins plus two. That is yes, that's fair. Uh, you've never really been a Sidney Jones guy, Ben, or at least not I recently. cannot believe we are sitting here in his fourth year as a pro. Fourth, third, mm-hmm. fourth. Third. He was drafted two thousand seventeen. Fourth year as a pro. Going like, yeah, Sidney Jones is competing for the starting outside corner job. When are we going to learn? I think some people think he's the favorite, which is insane. Like, I had someone arguing with me on BGN in the comments like, oh, yeah, you know, you can say that they trusted Maddox more, but actually there were some games where they didn't. And I was like, what are you talking about? When you look from, like, week 10 on last year, that's when Maddox returned from the, the injury he had and against the Packers. That was very scary. Like, Maddox played, like, 380-something snaps, and Sidney Jones played, like, 70. And part of that was only because there was a bunch of injuries in Week 17, and, like, they had to play Sidney Jones. Like, the coaching staff clearly trusts Maddox more. I think, this like, Schwartz said there's a competition at corner. That's not true. Like, it, it's a sham. Like, Maddox is the guy. Like, they're, yeah, they're not I starting Sidney Jones. All right. Sidney uh, Jones outsnapped Avante Maddox in one game last season in which Maddox was healthy. One. Yeah, was and the then in Week 17 week when they were resting starters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, no, no, no. Maddox got hurt in that game too, by the way, in, in week seventeen. Oh yeah. Okay. So then, he, yeah. literally, in just one game, and then in twenty eighteen, I don't think Jones ever mm-hmm. outsnapped. And he did. He actually did in the beginning of the season before Maddox took the starting safety job, lest we forget. But yeah, mm. I think it's interesting because I'm researching this now and I'm writing it. Hopefully today, maybe tomorrow for Bleeding Green about like this whole Darius Slay traveling thing. If they need to go more true man coverage, it does give Sydney an edge because Maddox is not big enough to play man on dudes on the outside. If they're going to stick in cover three stuff, Maddox has been the better player by a mile. But like physically, like I remember the Allen Robinson playoff game, right, where that final drive, they're just throwing Robinson back shoulder because Robinson's got an extra five inches on Maddox in every direction. You know what I mean? So it's, it's tricky in that way. Maddox is not suited to play outside and Sydney isn't good. And I don't know why we're pretending like this is okay at outside corner because it's not. I would argue that Maddox has had some of his best games outside. He's also had some of his worst. I think he's that kind of a Rams high variance guy. That Rams game he guy. had in 2018 at outside corner was bananas. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. And then obviously he had help against Hopkins. But still, like he, right. he didn't get destroyed by him. And that's something. I, Rodney McLeod, 23. Good. Not much to say. Good number for him. Always been good. I yeah. think. Darius Slade, 24. We got to talk about. Kobe. He uh, he said he, he picked that number. Obviously, be, he wore 23 with the Lions. Couldn't pick that here. McLeod's not going to give up his number at this point. And he picked 24 with the Lions now. Ben, not a great history here when you look at the history of the cornerback. Nah, 24. Bradley Fletcher. Jordan Howard had it last year. Corey Graham had it in the past. Oh, Corey Graham. Don't tell me that. Sheldon Brown had it once upon a time. Yeah. And that was obviously probably the best, one of the best players to wear 24 in Eagles history. 
Yeah, so what are you feeling about Slate? I think, honestly, that like the fact that 24 has not been good is a good sign for Slate. Like, Slate's gonna... Slay's gonna be the dude at 24, right? I th- To me, like, I, when I think of 24 for the Eagles, it's like, alright, Sheldon Brown and Nate Ramsey are the only two that, like, stick out in my mind. And Slay, mm-hmm. like, obviously Sheldon Brown was the man. Slay's gotta be here in Philly for long enough, but, like, if Slay plays at the caliber he played at in Detroit, he will be, like, the titular 24 in Philadelphia memory. You know what I mean? He is that that amount of skill and I think that he can be here for that amount of time I think 24 is a better corner number than 23 and I think the Kobe reasoning is awesome and extremely cool and I expect Darius Slade to have an absolutely killer season accordingly so there's there's I mean I'm very excited for him as a free agent agnostic of all the numbers but 24 gets me even more excited I think he's he's gonna be so good Ben just like to remind you that's a family podcast that'll be for anyone who gets that reference maybe no one will but it's funny to me um miles sanders cool yeah (laughs) miles sanders i I agree with you on slay i think 24 is good uh sanders 26 i was gonna i was wondering if he might switch back to 24 because 40 wore at penn state jordan howard left so it was opening up but he did not he stuck with 26 and that's the right move you know what a great rookie season in that number why change i love it because it absolutely gives me the window to tweet later in this season the best running back in the nfc east wearing number 26 because yes. Barkley, his ex, like, you know, guy above him on the depth chart in Penn mm-hmm. State, is wearing 26 for New York. It's also, like, it's a feature-back number, which I don't know if the fantasy people are putting this into their calculus as to whether or not he becomes a, a feature bell cow back, which I'm not sold that he does. Um, but if he were, like, 33, obviously he wouldn't be a feature-back. 26 leaves that potential open. Will Parks is 28. That's a really good number, I think, for safety. I remember Earl Wolf wearing that number, and just it looked oh, good Earl to me. Earl Wolf, man. Good player. So I like that for Philly's own Will Parks. Yes. Though, again, like, I'm not, I don't like his number or Mills' number any better than the the guy we're coming up for who might also win that job as well, though I think he could use a new number. But that's in the 40s. So we'll get there. Maddox, I like, I like 29 for him. Corey Clement, uh, 30. Same. Good for him. Good as a guy who kind of has his role. It's like pass catching. Right. That's a good special slash. teams running back number. Yeah, special teams. Yeah, it's a good backup running back number. Uh, Nickel Roby Coleman, number 31, who, yeah, I just, that in the spot is going to look weird. Feels like it should be, yeah, a safety number. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I either want my my slots to have like an extremely weird number or low 20s. And mm. 31 to me is like straddling that. Though, well, in the past, he's been like 29, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of weird to me. Like, I don't know like where this came from. He was 37 in Buffalo, and he switched to 21. So, <laughs> why didn't he even go with 21? 21 was open, and then he was 23 the past couple years at the Rams. Right, see, low 20s, and then even like 37. Like, is 37 great? No, but is it like extremely weird? Yes, and then that, that encourages me. Whereas, right, 31 just reminds me of Mills. So... There's work to be done on that number, in my opinion. But also, like, Roby Coleman's really good. And he's a vet, so we can probably trust him to know what he's doing. Rizul is 32. I always think that's a good number for him because he's a bigger corner. I just wish they'd freaking play him. Yeah, but they won't. Um, Ben, let's take a break here before we get to the rest of the roster. We will be back after this. Sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots. But AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. 
Learn more at sap.com slash AI. Back here on BGN Radio, this super important hashtag jersey number analytics. If you want to get in the conversation on Twitter uh, episode brought to you by Rizzis Felon. Ben, uh, we're already, what, how many minutes? We're, we're 29 minutes in. Kist is already going to get mad at us if we don't speed through this more. So let's 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 get through it. Uh, <laughs> Graylin Arnold is 33. I think that's a great number. Great. For an Extremely probably. If there's a UDFA who's making it, it's 33 Graylin Arnold from Baylor. Though, how he has talked him up. But yeah. here's the key thing, Ben. I mean, what position is he playing? Because if he's playing corner with 33, not good. But if he's playing safety, that's okay. Wait a minute. Wasn't Chandon Sullivan 33 when he was here? Or am I misremembering that? I think it was 39. Think you're misremembering. Yeah. Yeah, 39. Ah, dang. Right. If you were 30, it's Josh Adams who was 33. Hmm. Um, no, I do think 33 is like workable at outside corner, but Chancel, uh, or excuse me, Graylin Arland at 33 playing free safety. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in on that for sure. For sure. Elijah Holyfield also has 33. Um, you know, I, I imagine that would change if he made the team somehow, which possible. He kind of fits that mold. I mean, talk to the listeners a little bit here, Ben, about Elijah Holyfield, because you really liked him. You had him graded number two. Uh, just based on tape alone going into yeah, that year. I liked the him and then, right. And then his athleticism put a big red flag on that eval, right? Which, like, that's the way you kind of do it a little bit as you adjust the grade, but you also red flag for potentially prohibitive athletic limitation, which is the case with Holyfield. But he's good. He's smart. You know what I mean? Like, if he were thrust into a position for the Eagles where he'd have to take carries, behind this offensive line with Jeff Stoutland, he'd get it done. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be fine. It wouldn't be – he's not breaking any Miles Sanders against the Bills, you know, draw – 70-yard touchdown situation. That's not going to be Holyfield's game. But he can keep your offense chugging. He's good in short yardage. I think he makes the roster if they're carrying him. If they're carrying mm-hmm. Sanders, Scott, Clement, and then they want four, I think Holyfield is, is the clear leg up there above everybody else they got. Obviously, if a vet comes in, we kind of recalibrate. Um, but yeah, I liked him. I think, what, it, 25, is that open for McCoy or no? Yeah, they're not going to give that out. Yeah. Um. So then what, 27 or is really his only number in the 20s. Yeah, they're not giving Jenkins. that out either. Yeah, so yeah. he can't get a number in the 20s. I think he'd stay with 33, mm. to be honest. Uh, Craven LeBlanc, strap, 34. Love it. Great number for him. Uh, strap can do no wrong. Overrated. Oh, wow. Wait, you, the number or strap? You, you, Everyone's always just been like nuts about Craven. He's like corner five. That's great. He's right. likable. This is slander. He's a fun dude. Boston Scott, 35. Like it. Works for him. Boston Scott should get a number in the 40s. Boston should wear like 49. Like full Leonard Weaver. He used to. Uh, back, right. I think oh, that's why I was thinking of it. Yeah. yeah. I like sometimes if you can't get a perfect number for you, which I think Boston Scott is ideally like a, a you know, 24, 25, 26 running back, then just go full the other way. Just just totally swing it the opposite direction and lean into it. Like 49 to me for Boston Scott is hilarious. Imagine just getting absolutely done up by a five foot eight guy wearing 49. Just an open it's field. It's the biggest number for the smallest running back. Right, exactly. To me, that'd be hilarious. I think you should go back to 49. Get Alex Singleton off the roster. Let's go. Uh, Rudy Ford, 36, wearing Westbrook's old number is such a shame. Rudy Ford was terrible last year. Um, Marcus Epps, 37, whatever. I don't know. Great I have no thoughts on that. Yep. Uh, Mike Warren, 38, is really bad. For an undrafted rookie candidate running back, 38, it's just like he better be a fullback with that number because I'm looking at like Thomas Tepe and I'm thinking of that. Like, I, I just. Like, if 
if Mike Warren, you know, makes it and Holyfield doesn't, he has to switch to 33 because 38 can't just Yeah, that's, 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 that's a very good, good take. It's like whoever, because Warren's not dissimilar to Holyfield. I think that Holyfield is a lot better coming out, but play style wise. And so, yes, the winner gets 33. It is a battle for 33. <laughs> Craig James is 39. I really like Craig James. Yo, Craig I think James' headshot you, is elite. He was awesome on special teams last year. Uh, I don't know if he makes the roster, but yeah. He, I, what is that? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like, is that is he wearing something? Or is I that think he's like wearing his a hair? Durag, but I'm not positive. I can't tell. Yeah, but I can't like Craig open James, the photo bigger. Like if you go to just I tried person, to do that too. Yeah. yeah. This is on the Eagles roster dot com. I filled up Eagles dot com slash team. Oh, if you zoom in too uh, far, it resizes them. Yeah. He's wearing like either a do rag or a bandana, and he just looks awesome. And now Craig James is going to make the roster. I like Craig James. Uh, Forty one for Prince Smith. Forty one is the number that Ronald Darby wore uh, during the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Remember when Dar- Dar- Darby was good with forty one and then bad with twenty one, breaking the mm. laws of physics and and, and, and justice. I if Smith is wearing forty one as a cornerback, I just again I I don't like it. I almost like it more if it's a safety, but I don't know. He's he's really going to be gone either way though. So he and Jalen and Mills switch numbers. Uh, I don't know if I love Mills in forty one, but I hear what you're saying. It's a better safety. I see number. where the thought process is. Um, Kayvon Wallace wore twelve at Clemson, and now he's going forty two. So it's almost like he just added like an L to his, or you know, depending how you write your four. To his one. I was, about, I was about to say what, and then I realized. Well, you know what I'm saying, like an L shape to the one. If you're running, I didn't know if you were doing like Roman one. numerals or something. I was like, this is too deep for me. <laughs> uh, I don't love 42 just because like Sandeo wore it, and then Marigos special teams guy. Um, I don't love 42 in a vacuum, but I think Kayvon can make it work. I agree. I so like I think that him at 42 is him and his skill level at 42 is better than Will Parks at 28 and Mills at 21. But I think that if, you know, cuts come down and, like, 33 is open, 36 maybe, I don't know if I'm sold mm-hmm. on that. Um, but, like, if he can get a number in the 30s, I think it'll look better for him. I think he'll do better for that. Whereas I agree, 42 to me is, like, you're taking primary special teams reps. And my boy Kayvon ain't taking no primary special teams reps. It's a good if Kayvon had gotten 28, I he would be starting and might be an all-pro this year, yes. honestly. Kayvon in 28 is rookie is rookie uh, first team on defense. Absolutely. I love Kayvon. Uh, I love how Kayvon fell in love with Philadelphia in like three seconds, too. To me, that's, <laughs> that's such a good sign. At yeah, and they go sad, too. Yeah. Uh, um, Rick Lovato's 45, perfectly fine for a long snapper. Yeah, congrats, Solid. Rick Lovato. You know your place. Yeah. He's a pro bowl long snapper. Oh, um, right. Michael Duquette is 46. This is so the Eagles gave out 46 briefly to Rudy Ford last year. It's so terrible, I know this, but they did. And that was the first time they'd given it out since John Dornbuss had played for the team. And now uh, it's being shared by Duquette, which I just really do not like for a defensive back 46. I feel like I didn't even, it just doesn't look right at all. Safety or corner, just don't like it's it. It's a shame. I was him. told the Eagles defensive backs like Mark uh, Manuel, the guy they added from Atlanta, mm-hmm. I was told he really, really likes Duquette. And then the M forty six, and I was like, "Oh, maybe not that much then." Yeah, and then and then Killens. I like Killens though. Killens again, small guy, small right, signing exactly. back on the team here. He's forty six. I, I would have liked forty nine better. Yeah, on him, but forty six is is it's more good, better good. for him. Again, it's it's all about you're just going to juke a uh, obviously there's no preseason, but you're going to juke a preseason linebacker out of his shoes, and while he's falling down, he's going to see that you're wearing forty six while you're doing it. And it's really just going to hurt his heart as he as he's he, re- he walks to the sideline. Yeah. And retire. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Uh, this is honestly, 
I this is a great number. Number yeah, 48. How did Elijah for, Riley get 48, man? That is do you know why that's a great number, Ben? Tell me why. Be, because Wes Hopkins, who I certainly never saw play, but Wes Hopkins ranks fifth all time in uh, Eagles interceptions. And he was a really good safety for the Eagles. I think he made like one Pro Bowl, one first all team pro. Like, and obviously the number hasn't really it was it wasn't even worn for a long time. I don't think it was worn from like him until John Ritchie. Um not a very often used number. I think Alex Ellis might have had it last summer. But I was about to say, like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, one of the tight ends last year was wearing it. But, like, for Elijah Riley, I mean, that's that's a great number. No, absolutely. And, like, Kayvon should have gotten 48 over 42. Maybe nobody else, really. But 48 is, like, extremely pleasing for his potential roster fit. He'll probably play the nickel, though, which would be weird. But 48 for safety, that's good vibes. We skipped over Nate Gary. He's 47. Uh, your favorite yeah, player I'm on the roster. Yeah, I'm skipping over Nate Gary. I don't understand why that's a problem. The player who Davion Taylor said is the leader of the Eagles linebacker room. and I mean, that uh, might by be default, there's, they got rid of Bradham and Camus. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, and obviously, for you know, what you may ever think of a player, a talent, whatever, that Gary is on the field, like, they like him in the building and off the field. So that shouldn't be like surprising. Um, the Eagles linebacker room is so bad. It's so Are you still bad. there, Ben? You got quiet. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just slightly freaking out. No, it's just the linebacker room's not good. Like we're going to hit Duke Riley at 50 and that's going to be good. And then everything else is going to be bad. Singleton 49. Thought he looked good in preseason last year. Um, but I don't really know what he's going to be doing here. Uh, so it's fine. 49 is fine. Um, Duke Riley, I think could potentially be starting. Like alongside yeah. Nick Gary this year, he he will at least be probably the special teams captain again. Like they made him at the end of last season, they like his energy. Dave Bipp was really talking to Duke Riley. Really likes him a lot. That's Hopefully what he was in Atlanta. You know what I mean? That's why the Eagles like liked him enough to move. Oh frick! Who did they have at safety? Cyprian? Jonathan Cyprian. Yeah, I that to me that's still a great trade. Like Riley is going to step oh, in yeah. and be able to do what Camus did for special teams and then in base sets, and he's fine at that. You know what I mean? That's that's quality. And 50 is a good number. I like it for him. Perfect. It's, uh, it's appropriate. 51 for Sharif Miller. Am I reading this correctly? Sharif Miller is number 51? Yes. That's atrocious. It's really bad. How is that allowed? It, it just can't. Like, how is he going to succeed? It's just too small of a number. I'm going to Google most sacks by someone wearing 51 NFL history, and I don't think anything's going to come up. Probably. Nope. But still, like, how many sacks do you think you're allowed <laughs> to get wearing 51? Like, 3.5, maybe? It's terrible. It's a linebacker number. Davion Taylor, number 52. Bad. 52, you could say it's a good number because Najee Good used to wear that number. Hey! I just, to me, he should have been 45. He should have been a linebacker in the 40s. Mm. Like, he, to me, with his speed, he's clearly a 40s linebacker. And we know this from last year. I'm big on 40s linebackers, especially if you're a good athlete. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with Taylor is, like, he's not ready to play, but he's a good athlete. 52 is like a thumper number. You know what I mean? That's but like, maybe, maybe he needs that, though, to kind of make him look even bigger. No, I don't like to me like I think fifty two. I immediately start thinking about like you know Ray Lewis, right? I mean like mm. I, I I just does not translate to Davian Taylor at all in terms of play. You heard style. it here first, folks. Davian Taylor, Taylor, Ray Lewis, Thanks. basically Davian equal. New Ray Lewis. Uh, Jatavis Brown, fifty three. You're a forties number, dude. You're like two hundred and twenty pounds. Got him in the forties. Taking over for Nigel Brown. Nigel Brown's old member. Um, might not even make the team. Just like. Corey Nelson didn't make the team. And just like LJ Fort wasn't long for the team. Uh, and Zach Brown didn't last the season last year. He could be that cursed veteran linebacker who doesn't even stick around. Although, given what little Eagles have at linebacker, you would think he should be right, able to yeah. find a way to stick around. 
Uh, Sean Bradley, Ben, getting 54 is a really strong number oh for God. a rookie six-round pick. When they announced that, I was literally just like this. Sean Bradley's the starting mic. In my head, when I hear like, X number's the mic, X number's the mic, it's 54. Like, 54 is the mic number. And he got 54, and he doesn't look like a mic. But that Temple dude wearing 54, Jeremiah Trotter, I mean, freaking, I'm all the way in on Sean Bradley now. Like, that that to me was the big, the biggest stock up for all of the rookies when I learned that he was 54. Huge, huge win. Uh, can't be the mic because his name is Sean. Brandon Graham is 53. I'm furious. Oh, sorry, 53. What am I saying? 55. Just tried to roll right out of that and messed up. Uh, Brandon Graham, 55. Great number. Great player. Great yeah. man, by all accounts that I know of. He's Casey so happy. Tuchel, just, just the happiest guy. Love him. Casey Tuchel, Ben, is 56, and I feel like that's good. He, It's like, I feel like I was watching him in the press conference call that he did last week, and I'm like, this guy even kind of looks like Chris Long a little yeah. bit. And he's taking Chris Long's old number. Right, I, when he got 56, I, I hit him with, how dare you stand where he stood, right? Because, like, 56 to me and Chris <laughs> Long, like, the next guy to to get that was going to be important to me. It's funny, I, I the Eagles drafted Casey Tuhill 100% because of Chris Barwin, or Connor Barwin, excuse me. Yes. Because Barwin was following him around during the Shrine game and clearly liked him. And also, Tuhill's, like, you know, a bit of a jack linebacker, right? Like, he can rush, and then he can do other stuff for you. So, right now, his lineage to me is tied to Connor Barwin and Chris Long, which is pretty good for outside linebackers. So I'm also, you know, bullish on Tuhill for that. Yeah, I think he needs to get stronger and develop, and he has yeah. admitted that as much. He and but, Joe um, Osman are going to fight for that, you know. Joe Osman and Gennard Avery, that little, like, weird, undersized, outside rush linebacker role the Eagles are playing around with. In theory, but Osman's arms are just, like, they're exploding like off his yeah, body. It's he can't, he's getting big, um, big. Uh, TJ Edwards, 57, really good, really solid, really solid, kind of just, you know, a guy who can defend against the run, that odd number, I just, I like it. I wish he had taken 53 when uh, when Bradham left. He was 53 at Wisconsin. That would have been good. I really feel like that would have been a, a great step for him into the starting lineup, so I feel like a missed opportunity there. I don't think, I think 53 is better than 57, and it was his old Wisconsin number, so that was, uh, he should have done that. 58, Denard Avery. Uh, makes me think of Trent Cole's old number. Obviously, Jordan Hicks had wore it too. I just don't know about Gennard Avery, Ben. I still I just believe. Don't know. I mean, like, what Gennard Avery was as a prospect was good. Absolutely. What, what The fact that, like, now this will be the second defensive coordinator to try to make him, like, a wide nine rush defensive end, which I guess is what they're going to try to do with him, is weird. Because, mm. like, he's ended up now, he was in Cleveland with Greg Williams, and then obviously they had a new defensive coaching staff, and now he's in Philly with Jim Schwartz. And those are two guys who just don't do, like, versatile linebacker things. Like, he, they don't Kyle Van Noy anybody. And Gennard Avery would be at his best in that role. So I think I think that he has, like, the ability to be, like, a, a sub-package outside rusher dude. But he he's yet to land in a defensive coordinator that's really got a beat on how to use a player like him, which is unfortunate for him because he is talented. He is talented. It's just I, the Eagles are, are, I'm assuming, just going to rush him wide. They kind of messed around a little bit with rushing him stand-up last year, but they didn't really know what they were doing with that, in my opinion. So it's a shame because he's, he's skilled. He is talented, Ben Yells, as he is placing his order at a Wendy's. He is! And also, <laughs> it's drive through right now because it's contactless. So Yeah. Oh, I guess I yelled yeah. through the microphone. Yeah, that still makes sense. Okay, fine. You win. Dante Olsen. Uh, 59 is really good for a lot of the, I've been saying this for a lot of like rookies here, but it is. I mean, that's D'Amico Ryan's old number. Like to right. get that as an undrafted rookie free agent from Montana, like, you know, like that's pretty good get for him. He obviously has uh, Tim Hawk as a supporting 
so like it was the coach, right? The coach at Montana has a like, connection to Tim Hawk, I think. So there, there's some kind of, uh, I wouldn't say nepotism, but maybe some nepotism or whatever kind of connection here for Dante Olson. That's uh, how you, you get got one of the smallest. DFAs. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. Um, yes. You got, then, you got one of the smallest bonuses. So I, I'm like, I don't think he's going to stick around, but the linebacker position is so thin that he could. And the other thing about him is he's extremely yoked in like a Montana way. And 59 mm. is a good number for a yoked linebacker. He's Montana yoked. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just like, he's country grown, baby. Like he, he, he didn't weight lift. He just chopped wood and all of a sudden it was jacked. Like that's kind of how that goes. Uh, 59 is a good number for that aesthetic. And I mean, he's a 50s linebacker, unlike Davian Taylor and Davis Brown or 40s. Julian Good Jones, who Jeff Statlin couldn't remember his name during a press conference, great sign, <laughs> and Raycon Williams are both wearing 61. I think this is a great number for Julian Good Jones. St- Stefan Wisniewski wore that number when he was won the Super Bowl, obviously. Yep. It's a great guard number. Um, I also think, I, I can't remember if he has some center background, but either way, still good. And now, for Raycon Williams, though, awful, terrible. Like, like he's he's one of the Eagles' highest paid undrafted rookie grades, but sixty one as a defensive tackle is just like you can't wear that number. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Raekwon was supposed to have a good senior season, and they just didn't. And then he had a bad Shrine Week, and now he's sixty one on the Eagles roster, which is all terrible. Ugh. And Good Jones, he played center like once. I want to say he was a tackle for them last year. He is hmm. fine, but sixty one is good news. But him, the fact that Jeff Allen forgot his name, which I did not know from the press conference, is hilarious. Uh, Jason Kelsey, 62, great number Elite, for a center. Best center ever. Love him to death. Jason's never going to retire. Thank you very much. Jack Driscoll. I, this is what I have an issue with here, Ben. Jack Driscoll, what is he doing taking 63 if he's going to play at tackle? If he's going to play a guard, 63 is fine. But And he was taking some center reps leading up to the draft, although I don't think he'll be there. But... Like, if he's going to play tackle, 63 is just not a tackle number, especially when he had 72 available, when he could have gotten 74, which we'll get to later. Like, he could have had a tackle number, and he took a guard number, and I just, what are you doing? Well, you, you keep saying if he's going to be playing tackle. Is that legit? He's listed as tackle on the Eagles roster, and he's he said he's taken, so far, most of his reps and the limited practice they've had at right tackle. I thought when they drafted him, they were kicking him to guard. I'm fine with 63 at guard. You know what I mean? That's that's Corey Lindsay. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a fine guard number for me, fine center number. And physically, in his Auburn film, like I think he could survive a tackle. But to me, he's going to be better than the NFL as a guard. I like Driscoll a lot coming out. Um, I'm I'm very pleased they picked him, and I think that he's going to hang in that Matt Priory, Halupulivati Vatai. I back up multiple positions, swing role, like. You know, like okay, they've got Nate Herbig and, and Sua Peta as backup guards. I would be surprised if Driscoll is not better than those players. You know what I mean? So, and then he also gives you tackle versatility. So, I think sixty three is fine, so long as he has avenues in which he starts inside. Whereas, if I agree, like if he's like viewed as like a third tackle exclusively, that's not good. Let's take another break here, Ben, before we wrap up with the rest of the roster. We'll be back here on BGN Radio after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here for our final segment on BGN Radio. Super important. Hashtag Jersey number analytics podcast. Ben, 
64 is Matt Leo. He's on the roster as a like an exemption to the international pathway program. Uh, won't even count on the roster this year. 64 is a fine number for a defensive end who's not even going to count for yeah. the roster. Shout out Matt Leo. That's you fine. can do nothing wrong. Uh, 65, Lane Johnson. He's on the COVID list right now, obviously, as we record this podcast on Tuesday, August 4th. Uh, obviously, hope Lane gets better soon, and it's a great tackle number for him in the meantime. Um, 67, Nate Herbig, your boy here, Ben. Extremely young. Big Nate Island. Herbig, even, even younger than you. Shoot, he is. Nate Herbert once yelled at me in the DMs because I said that he wasn't that when he was in Stanford. I said he wasn't very good. And he DM'd me. He was like, "You're dumb." And I was like, "That's fair." Um, <laughs> and yeah, so got him. Yeah, a big roasted. Um, I think, like I said, I, I brought up Driscoll, but then also like Sua Peta. Like mm-hmm. I remember preseason last year, I thought Peta was better than uh, than Herbig. So I don't know why he's still around, but the team seems to really like him. So he was active like one game last year, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they do like his potential. He's 67. That's a fine number for guard slash center. Right. Um, it's so annoying how I remember that he was active for a game exclusively because Bo Wolf tracks the feely. Yes. And so I actually know which players have been nearly active. And that just pisses me off that Bo gets me like that. Matt Pryor has the nicest number on his roster, obviously. Um, My lot of 68 uh, is on COVID. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's good, but I mean, like Jordan Mailata has to kind of do something this summer, right? Kinda right, exactly. To, like, Sixty-eight was promising, but it's eventually going to run out of juice, and so now you know, hopefully, he gets some reps at some point. No preseason hurts him a lot because mm-hmm. this could have been really big to prove, like, because he would have played so many snaps, yeah. and I think that it would have been a really good time to really check in and be like, all right, what are you now? So that hurts him particularly. Seventy-two or seventy-one for Jason Peters, obviously. He's playing guard now, so it'll be different seeing that number. On the inside, but yeah. obviously a Hall of Famer. 71 is better um, for a tackle than for a guard, but also, like, I'm not going to tell Jason Peters, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah it's easy. It, 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 <laughs> your argument is invalid because of Jason Peters. Prince Tega Winogo has 72, and that has a great number, again, for, like, a, a day, late day three pick here. Like, some of these these guys later in the draft got great numbers. I mean, you're looking at, like, Trey Thomas, BGN Radio contributor. <laughs> True. Uh, currently uh, and in the past. Big V, who's uh, making $50 million, which, yeah, you know, congrats. The Eagles Super Bowl starting left tackle. Like, right. you know, for as much as, you know, we all thought Big V was had his flaws and whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, he, he started for them in the Super Bowl with number 72. Just, it's a great number. I just love the fact that, like, color commentators w- would be, like, going over a replay and be like, and you can see number 72, uh, 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 Vitae, working up to the second level because they can't pronounce his name. <laughs> but, and, but. and now the exact same thing is going to happen. Like, they kept 72 as the most difficult to pronounce name on the roster. Genius. Just That's a really a good point. Very industrious. I yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Samalo, 73. Good. Fine. Good. Never loved Fine. it, but Guard I don't number. care about it. And because he can, it's good too, because sometimes, and in theory, he might have to kick out to tackle in an emergency situation, so he wouldn't be looking. It's probably why he can't snap, though, because it starts with a seven. That is true. It does hurt. We solved uh, the problem. Jerika getting 60, 74 is just, what are you doing? He's a center. He's listed as a center. He played some right guard, but he's, he mostly played at center. That's like a tackle number, dude. Yeah, what give, are you doing? give 74 to Driscoll. Yes. Give 63 to Jerika. Dude, we're That'd out here perfect. solving problems. <sighs> It's pathetic. Yeah, um, they should they should have us go through the roster every year and then force people to switch. And then the Eagles would win Super Bowls. So they would be unstoppable. Deshaun Hall also is 74, but he's probably not going to be in the team much longer. I think he's going to be waived once he gets healthy. So just a footnote there. Uh, 76. Uh, they should give Hall 75 if he was sticking around. When he yes. Curry's old number. I don't think Curry will be back. But anyway, uh, Casey Tucker is 76. 76 is just not a good number. 
in the Eagles font, I feel like specifically. I just I don't like the look of it. And also it's a shame because you know you have the seventy six years in town. It would be cool if that was a good number, but it's just not. Yeah, like it'd be fun to be able to wear an Eagles seventy six jersey if like seventy six yes. was lane, right? And you owned it, but it's Casey Tucker, so you can't. Yeah. Andre Dillard seventy seven. Um it's it's fine. It's a good tackle number. It's a fine tackle number. He just he needs to be better. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> next next year when uh when Dillard changes his number to like, you know, seventy four, right? Or like, you know, sixty eight or something that's available as like a new beginnings thing, we'll all be like, Yeah, this is mm. the problem. Seventy seven wasn't it, when really it's just Dillard's not gonna be great. I'm really worried about this upcoming year. Let's gloss over that and move on to Suo. Yeah. <laughs> number 78, uh, which is fine. Whatever. I don't know. I don't have an opinion. Uh, I like 79. It. Okay. 79, Brandon Brooks, great. Obviously a great number. for It's a critical that Tom. Brooks wears 79 because he's the size of a tackle. And so he's wearing a yes. tackle number at guard and it's excellent. Yeah. And same thing with Todd Harriman. He used to play guard and tackle. A it's just a great, great. Yeah, exactly. Great number. Uh, Quinn Watkins, don't love him in 80. Especially when you look at 81, Josh Perkins. Like, why that? Why is it, Why does Josh Perkins have 81? Josh, we did First this last all, year. Josh Perkins is just a problem from a numerical <laughs> standpoint on this roster. Get him out of here. Why does he have 81? How did he get it? It went to Owens, Josh Perkins. No one in between. Um, yeah, it's just, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, 81 should be worn by Clarence. Watkins would be better in 81. Hightower would be better in 81. Yeah. Yes. What are we doing? Ugh. Maybe they will switch. It's possible. But I think Perkins might make the team. That's the thing. is like Perkins is going to continue to make the team. I wasn't he 83 does. at one point? He was. Take yeah, 83 back, now. brother. We need 81. Um, 83 is open now. And exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg Ward, 84, is, you know, it's great. We um, talk uh, John Hightower? Uh, yeah, well, we kind of mentioned it in there. 82. I kind of like it in that, like, Torrey Smith, you know, had the 82. Yeah. I kinda, I could, like, see him feeling that kind of vibe. I don't hate, like, so I don't hate Quez Watkins in 80 or John Hightower in 82, but I feel like if 14 and 16 open up after camp with mm. Robert Davis and Yadier Burnett, I would be fine with either going to either number. I think that, again, like, Watkins in 80 is fine, but I think he'd be better in the teens, and Hightower in 82 is fine, but I think he'd be better in the teens. Yeah, I would put, like, Watkins at 16, and I would move Hightower, Hightower to 81, Hightower. ideally, for me. Yeah, right. I think Hightower would look good at 14. I just, I want the entire Eagles wide receiver room to always be single digits, and then their tight ends be 86 and 88, and I think that would look great. I just wanted to point out that, like, Ward is turning, Ward is 25 right now, he'll be turning 26, and, again, Burnett's only 22. Not to say, like, Burnett's better, I just want to point, point that right, out. You think of, like, Greg Ward as a young guy? The, the sensation, like, since Ward didn't play wide receiver, like, Burnett is younger, but he's an older wide receiver. Yes. In terms of the amount of time yeah. they've spent at the position, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not trying to pit them against each other. I'm just saying, like, when we, we think of Interesting, like, Ward as a young guy. Interesting, because you only brought up their two names. So. Well, I just mm-hmm. think when we think of Ward as a young guy, like, right. and even Davis, like, like Burnett's even younger. Uh, Noah Togiai? Tongiai. It's like an N there. Ta- it's like Tongiai. Uh, Tongiai. Yeah. Um, silent N, classic. <laughs> is, is Invisible. 85. Uh, I think that's a terrible number. I'm thinking of like Jason Kelsey. This is the number they gave to Alex Ellis when he made the team. This is like a blocking tight end number. And I remember reading a, a, a scouting report from one Benjamin Solak on the. Why is Jason that, Kelsey make you? Th- why is you said 85 makes you think of Jason Kelsey? Uh, did I? Yes. I did not mean to say that. I meant to say um, James Casey. Sorry, James Casey. Yeah, you 100 yeah, said Kelsey, and I was like, what? Okay, that's funny. James Casey. Alex Ellis, like these blocking tight end types. And I remember reading your scouting report on the draft network and him, and you basically said, like, I think you said verbatim something to the effect of 
his blocking effort is like laughable or his ability yeah. like he's just not a blocking tight end at all. Young man wants to catch passes. And that's that's all right. And like Tungi is is, you know, he again, like in a hypothetical preseason, Perkins would go out there and do things and then Tungi would go do the same things and we'd have a conversation about it in terms of like their wide receiver ability. Tungi has got a better actual traditional tight end frame and so you feel better about like teaching him how to block. So I liked him coming out, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I also agree. I think that he'd be he'd be a great like forty seven. You know what I mean? That'd be I think mean, be a good yes. look for Tongi. Uh, an eighty five, it's fine, but it's not as good. It's a good number in a vacuum, but like when you add context, it just doesn't fit. Right. Uh, eighty six Ertz and Goddard, not much to say there. Elite, but, you know, hate it, hate Elite. both of them because of figuring out who they are on film, but also like eighty six, eighty eight. It's a great aesthetic, and it's, it, that's great for them going against other teams. Now again, the eight and the sixes, the font, the Eagles jersey right. font is just bad, but that's not up to them so much. Uh, Bruce Hector is quietly a really good number. 90 for him. Yeah. Just like a bottom of the roster kind of player. Like That's a totally good number. for Like, he could easily be in the 60, 60s, really. And if Raycon Williams finds a way to make the team, like, he should immediately take 90. Wasn't, like, wasn't Bruce Hector at one point on the Eagles and was wearing, like, a number in the 60s? Probably. Yeah, I, f- I feel like when he was here in 2018, which is when he came out, um, he was in the 60s. And then... They traded they trade him for Rudy Ford, and then when he came back, he like snagged ninety somehow, which is like an unbelievable mm-hmm. finesse. Um, I always kind of like Bruce Hector, so I'm I'm fine with him at ninety. It's good news. I always had a soft spot for him. Cox and Hargrave are your two starting Elite. defensive tackles. Ninety one and ninety three. Ninety three. Really good. It's like Cox and Jernigan if Jernigan was better. <laughs> mm, I love it. And healthy. Uh, Joshua made a big jump last year. Ninety four. Um, he's your third defensive end probably this year, so you'll see that ninety four some more. I think I mean like oh, oh. so it's Barnett on the one side, Graham on the other side, but the way they rotate and like obviously I think Curry was primarily their edge three last year. Like kind of was like almost the yeah right when you look at playing time, they're almost both edge three. Right. They kind of just split it up. And I'm curious to see how it affects like because they've kicked Brandon Graham inside so much. In like the age of you know Malik Jackson immediately getting injured and whatever, but like if you have Fletch Hargrave and Jackson, you're gonna want at least two, if not three, of those guys on the field on passing downs. Um, so I think that Graham is gonna spend less time being kicked inside, so there's gonna be less reps for Sweat as edge three in that way. But also like man, with Derek Barnett's fifth year coming up, which is currently non guaranteed, and Barnett is uh, uh, Barnett's been good, but like. It mm-hmm. would be nice to not have to pay Derek Barnett ten million dollars next year. Um, Sweat having a really like actually solid season because like last year took a step forward, but it's still like more flashy than anything else. Sweat having a actual solid season would be huge for this team, just because with Barnett future contract at question mark and Graham age as a question mark, and Graham's not really like a high sack number guy. Boy, they could use, and it's not gonna be Sharif Miller freaking fifty one. They could use a a. a <laughs> him or Osman 95 somebody to really kind of be like you know a clear rotational edge at least for the future Osman in 95 I like it I just like Joe Osman like, like him yeah. a lot love him a lot might love him if my uh, lot ends up good him. we owe a lot to Joe Osman because the amount of time Osman spent working with my yeah exactly just because like Osman's such a good technician that's really good for my who knows no technique to learn against uh again his arms they're just exploding off of his body like they might just like he might not be able to be alive anymore because his arms might. Is just, he like, is he preseason player one for the Eagles? Like who who is the most preseason Eagle? 
That's not like a, uh, a specific thing. Like who? Like last year, it was probably Alex Singleton. But like overall, who's the most mm-hmm. preseason eagle of all preseason eagles on this roster? Ever or just on the on, on this, this roster? roster? Um, yeah, it probably would be Osman if he was. You know, if there were preseason games this year and he was healthy and everything. It could be. Could, I mean, it was Hall almost last year too. Oh, Harden, Hall's a good but, one for um, last year. Yeah. I, just feel uh, like I think I, that that defensive end is like easy to be that guy because usually they're taking on these offensive tackles, murdering bad like, tackles. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I think always going to be that because like Stephen Means used to be that guy too. Oh, yeah. uh, my heart, Stephen Means. I miss him every day. Me too. Barnett ninety six. It's the opposite of sixty nine in some ways. Um, so <laughs> in basically one way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like Derek Barnett. I think I still. Well, this is the year. This is the year. It's the put up or shut up year. Yeah, kind of just thing. like Sandy like, Jones. Right, this is the year. It. It'll be good this year. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think there's more reason to believe it with Barnett than Sidney Jones, to be clear. Oh, but, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm just being annoying. That's so unlike you. Malik Jackson, 97. Oh, that um, hurt. Ouch. <laughs> Jackson, 97. is It's a great number for the backup player. But he can also play some uh, defensive end, as Jim Schwartz alluded to. So I guess you'll see that out there, too, which is also... Good slash fine. Right. If you could pick and your it, three defensive tackle numbers, yeah, I would pick like 91, 93, and then either like 97 or 98, depending on kind of like the play mm-hmm. style. And that's what the Eagles have. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 91, 93, 97. There's going to be a photo of the three of them, like hands on their hips or like in like a, you know, in line or whatever, like on a, on a rushdown. It's going to be an elite photo because the aesthetics and are then perfect. Even- even Ridgeway with ninety eight, like, yeah. that's great. It's a great, it's a great, it's a really good point. It's a really great group of defensive tackle numbers, and it should be a great group of actual players too. Just like, like yeah, think about like match ninety three right in the middle, ninety seven on one side, ninety one on the other side. You got a hand in the dirt, ninety six on the far side, and then a stand up fifty five all the way on the edge. That's an elite D line. Those are great Beautiful. numbers across the board. Eagles defensive line's been the position unit for years, and the numbers have always been on point. So, Ben, we made it through another year. I always look forward to this. It's always it's a fun activity. It's only the second time we've done it. But I, I was looking forward to doing it again this year, starting back from last year, because people really, like, I, I thought it was going to be such a stupid podcast, like, no one was going to listen to when we did it. Uh, we kind of almost, like, did it as a joke. But people liked it. And if you like it again, and you want to keep hearing this in years in the future, again, you can join the conversation. You can tweet at BGN underscore radio. Tweet me at Brandon Gout, and you can tweet Benjamin Select at Benjamin Select with the hashtag Jersey number analytics all together there to get in on the conversation yourself. You can tell us which of our takes were good, which were obviously all of them. You can tell us which were bad. Uh, you can weigh in yourself, whatever. I, I just think it'll be fun to kind of have a conversation about this. Obviously, you know, training camp is kind of going on, but it's not like we're getting like real. Right. Su- what else substantive. do you have to do? Yeah, there's no preseason game. So, I mean, this is really, hopefully, uh, providing you some kind of entertainment and stuff right now. Ben, do you have any final thoughts before we head out here? No, yeah. I just want to hear what the people think. I want to hear whose numbers need to change. I want to hear whose numbers uh, indicate sticking on the roster. Again, like, without training camp videos, we can't be like, oh, dude, he's the favorite to make 53. So, this is what we've got. So, if you have a guy who's going to make the 53 because of his jersey number, this is it. This is the place to share. This is the safe space. Uh, I, I agree. Basically, you're saying this podcast has never been more important, and I totally agree, which is why you should subscribe, rate, review, download all those good things to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. Obviously, we will have more content coming for you soon. I just want to say thank you again for listening, as this episode is brought to you by Righteous Fallen Craft Turkey. And don't forget to use that discount code BGN15 at checkout to get 15% off 
can you order $50 or more? I'll be back talking to Jimmy Kemsky for an episode of BGN Radio this week. I guess the Kiss and Solak show will be coming back here at some point. It's been a while, Ben. Yeah, I was on vacation. Okay, well... Also, nothing's happening! Well... I couldn't do this podcast with Kiss. Can you imagine? Kiss would be impossible. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me, Ben. Of course, man. I always like talking to you. Sure, we've all had fun messing around with AI image generators and conversation bots, but AI is more than a novelty, and it's possible that your business could benefit from AI integration. SAP Business AI can help your business innovate, whether it's supply chain, finance, human resources, sales and marketing, even a generative AI co-pilot. SAP Business AI can offer the solutions you've only dreamt of. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Learn more at sap.com slash AI.